When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Bah. Humbug. I believe we should ban all holidays. Sorry, I can't get in the Christmas spirit because people are so grumpy. For some reason, holidays make people... They're supposed to make people happy. But they make them grumpy. What is with that? You don't want you don't even you don't have a theory on this. I'm okay, gonna, well, I'm gonna say yes, I agree with you. By the way, I, I brought I my 14 say. year old daughter home yesterday. She was grumpy. Now she has like four finals in the next few days. I talked to a woman today who looked at her returns for the last five years and said, I've only made X percent a year for the last five years. Yeah, that's what the market's provided. We can spend more time on that. I think people Ooh. get too busy they get too stressed and they don't i mean no, they don't they're not very appreciative of things that are going on around them let's put I, it that way i'm i'm going to get lunch i'm going to get lunch at chick-fil-a i make a left turn behind this truck the truck turns the corner and then immediately stops there was no one in front of him there was no reason for him to stop he just stopped and he never moved i had to go around him then I go get the thing. I come back. There's a UPS store. You park parallel alongside the UPS store. People decided there wasn't enough parking, so they turned it into diagonal parking. No. Sticking out into the road where you yes. couldn't get by. You couldn't get around. I Ah, humbug. I can see why. You Hi, everybody. That. I am Don McDonald, the, uh, the, the epitome of Scrooge. I played Scrooge That's and true. and I am Scrooge. Unlike the people who say I played a doctor on television, but I am not really one. No, I played Scrooge on the stage and I really am Scrooge. Over there is Tom. Tom has a much, much brighter no, perspective you're about Scrooge, the world. I'm Scrooge. There's a difference. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so, I'm okay with that too, by the yeah, way. Actually, yeah. he's Jacob Marley. <laughs> Oh, Scrooge was still, no, Marley was still dead. That's right. I got the chains to prove it. And all these many years. Yes. So, uh, he's still dead. Uh, I'm still alive. Bah humbug. And you're out there. Gosh, we're glad you're there. Uh, today, the reason for the grumpy comment is because I think this may be from a regular correspondent of the show. I think you may be right. I think oh. so. It's just the tone. I, I haven't looked back. I really, I'm sorry. I didn't do my research, but anyway, we got one of those. You guys are a bunch. Nope. Nope. Sorry. Shouldn't say you guys, Don, you're an idiot <laughs> that he did actually yeah, single. Basically, you out. <laughs> Don, you're an idiot. Maybe that's why I'm feeling better. Cause so, I'm picking on you and not so on today, me. Today I am going to rely on Jacob Marley to defend me. <laughs> 
a dead Marley guy had been on dead the defense. Seven years, seven years. Uh, this comes from uh, Merv from Denver, Colorado. Which aren't you from Colorado or something? I am, no, but not from associate. Denver. I'm from okay. Boulder, and there's this thing, you know. Okay, I guess there's a thing. Uh, he writes, and by the way, we welcome your questions and comments. Most of them, and I'll say like ninety ninety nine percent. I think it's ninety nine. It probably is. They're very nice. They're very positive. People thank us for our work, and I we really truly do appreciate that. So but thank we you. need to we need to address the grumpies of course and so merv writes from denver don you never let me down when you begin talking about topics other than a well-diversified portfolio Hmm. i came to talking real money because of an advertisement i heard on the clark howard show clark has a regular segment he called clark stinks yes i think you may want to consider something similar maybe call it hold on Don stinks. Nope, there we go. Nope. Don's duds. Oh, Don's duds. Yeah. Some. Wait. Which, you don't duds. dress very nicely, so I don't know if they can be Don's duds or not. But uh, he says some recent comments you might you made might make for good content for such a segment. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. Number go one. ahead. Let loose. Do it. Number one. Here you yes. go, man. We're going to get this out of the way, and the rest of the holidays are going to be bright and beautiful. And no, they're not. But sunshine. go ahead. Shine. Uh, CBDC. Is that Canadian television station you're picking on or something? (laughs) He said, uh, you recently stated the major concern folks have with CBDCs are their fear of exposing something they're trying to hide. Central bank digital currencies. And and I don't think that. Let me finish the comment. Then you can say, okay. He says, sorry to tell you, but this is a swing and a miss. If you do a little research. You would mm-hmm. find there are much more significant concerns with CBDCs. CBDCs. Okay. All right. Well, CBDCs. One of the, I think there may be a smidgen of confusion because when I say the, 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 the there's the only uses for hiding from the government, a central bank digital currency would not accomplish that. Not really, because it it's created by the government. What I was talking about, and I think maybe Merv misheard, uh, was cryptocurrencies, which are are related to central bank digital currencies, but are unregulated and untrackable by the government, or at least difficult to track by the government. And I'm not the only one. There, I mean, Jamie Dimon has said that they are basically know something all, about the banking all, system. Yeah, I know guess. something about. Yeah. Basically, they're only used for nefarious purposes. Paul Krugman <laughs> yeah. said the same thing. Uh-huh. You know, it's not just me saying this, Merv. I know your opinion, by the way, Merv, everything you say is your opinion. Mine is my opinion. They're they're their opinions, sir. Go ahead. All right. And and I've never known a Merv. I've known Marv. I'm I Merv Griffin, the only Merv one Griffin. I can think of. Okay, fair enough. All right, number two. This is rather lengthy, by the way. So no, I don't care. We've got maybe time. He's, he's getting his Grinch like characteristics out of the way early in the holiday season. Uh number two, bonds. Yeah. This is Merv's uh, note now. He says, You've been pushing that bonds are a sound investment. Even those folks in power to do have been consistently telling us they're going to make numerous interest rate hikes. Seems like borderline malpractice, considering even considering even Helen Keller could see what was going to happen to bond funds. It wasn't like it was Jim Cramer telling us rates were going to go up. 
that it? Can I speak <laughs> are now? Are you done? Are you done? That's are what you you're done? supposed to say. All right. Here's the thing. Okay. One, the bond decline that we saw in 2022 was unpredicted. <laughs> the, the the extent of inflation, nobody predicted that we would have near double digit inflation. Did any remember anybody predicting that in 2021? No, I do not remember no. anyone predicting that. Do you remember that. anyone in 2021 saying that rates are going to skyrocket in 2022? Nope. 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 So what we've been saying all along is that you just buy the market. Now, when we suggest bonds, we don't suggest individual bonds, do we? No, we're using bond funds bond or funds. bond mutual funds or bond it, exchange traded funds. It's so interesting. It's yeah. so interesting to see what has happened to the short intermediate bond funds that we have suggested. We never have suggested long-term bond funds. Nope. Never, never, ever. What's happened to those is even though the value has declined, they've done exactly what we said they were going to do, and the yield would rise as the short-term paper was replaced with longer-term, higher-yielding paper. That's the way bond funds work. We don't try ever to predict the market. And by the way, Helen Keller never predicted the market. Uh, Nobody can predict the market. Nobody. I don't care how smart they are. Nobody can. And when the Federal Reserve says, hey, we're going to raise rates by half a point, they say it weeks or months in advance. Why do they do that? Because so that they the want to ameliorate some of the fallout. Yeah, no right. question. Okay, but let's go back. Let's assume that at the beginning of 2022, mm-hmm. you knew mm-hmm. that the aggregate bond index was going to go down, I don't know, what, 12% so far this About year? 12%, whatever it is. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you do? Would you take all of your money then and move it to stocks? Would you take all of your money and move it to cash? Oh, no. Here's what I would do. No, I know exactly what I would do if I was one of these people who actually believed this garbage, like some. I don't know necessarily that it's Merv, but apparently he does. Um, I would have, uh, if I'd known for sure, like January 1, everybody said, I mean, I knew I found a little secret thing in a box that I opened it up and it said, oh, here, this is done in the future. And uh, interest rates are going to go way up and bond prices. I would have gone to cash. And then I would have waited until till the new the second box from the future. Okay. From future Don was delivered to me telling me when to get back in. That's what I was trying to get at. In other words, even if you knew at the beginning of the year, this is going to happen in Mm -hmm. 2022. So you got out. You were right once. You were right right once. You when do you are you buying now? Right. Interest rates are up. Right. I mean, now are you going to, I mean. See, some people say, well, I I wouldn't buy now because we know the Fed's going to raise rates again. Everybody knows that. So it's built into the price. That's the part people forget. Um, And again, I still believe that, uh, Merv, I'm going to disagree with you. I still think bonds, the right bonds, are a sound investment. So I'm yes. going to differ with you. You're saying they're not. I'm going to no, say, I'm just going to say yeah, this flat out. Merv, you're wrong again. Yeah, they are a sound investment. You're wrong about crypto. You're wrong about bonds and predicting the future. So far, you're 0 for 2. Go ahead. What else? And and uh, about bonds or any security, any security, Yeah. save for the next one we're going to talk about. But there are going to be periods of time when it go they go down. So he's a whopping zero for two. Yeah, okay. So number three says blockchain. 
<laughs> Until your twelve five podcast, you stated you felt blockchain technology was valuable, but not mm. Bitcoin. Can now, I wait? Can I interject there? I said might be valuable. You're not very good at this. Okay. Um, he says now Maersk, I think that's the shipping company, right? Yes. With the big uh-huh. containers. Mm-hmm. I stayed in one of those containers in Guitar. Lovely. Really like the banana you did smell. Not you were in a hotel. Uh, now Maersk has decided. Uh, oh, by the way, as an aside. Oh, you're not very no, good at this either. No, this is really funny. Yeah, I talked not. to a woman in. Oh, I forget. Anyway, podcast listener becoming a client, and she told me that she that when you started talking about the the airplane museum that they were going to add Seattle to their travel thing and put the airplane museum. <laughs> no, they were come by, come by the house. Let me give you the, it out. let me give like, you the no, address. No, it's, it's no, just, it's, it's down the road from the Maltby cafe. Is, that's true. Yeah. You get to the Maltby cafe, you made it 99%. Anyway, she was going to come by. <laughs> that's hysterical. Yeah, so she she has All since right. figured okay. it out. So thank God. Uh, okay. Now Maersk has decided not to use it so now you see no value in it probably should consider doing more independent thinking i know you don't do much of that no no not me i don't independently think <laughs> yeah, at all exactly no no i i generally just follow the crowd yes, i do what everyone else Maersk does i'm just a this? joiner yeah all right yeah no i, I was speaking from uh, an article that i read in which it was stated that multiple entities including uh the australian government had uh, given up plans to use blockchain because, well, it has problems. Yeah. Blockchain has problems. And there there has not, I read, my gosh, I probably read three or four pieces a day, many of them from the crypto industry itself on blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Did you know that just since the, uh, the, uh, the big FTX debacle, that a thousand cryptocurrencies have stopped trading just completely just stopped trading out of how many 5000 oh wow 20%. so about 20% of That's cryptocurrencies yeah. have just kind of vanished yeah okay gee 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 uh merv why did that happen was there a problem with some cryptocurrencies maybe not being viable and I will say, uh, to your defense, you uh, have always been an independent thinker. Number two, um, you've always been, I think, very honest about blockchain and about his fourth item. In There's this a fourth lengthy, item? Lengthy email. Merv apparently either has a lot of time in his hands or he's really got to get it off his chest. I don't know okay. which. Go ahead, uh, he says, Bitcoin, in your most recent podcast, you stated your objection to Bitcoin and cited that Paul Krugman didn't like it. Again, you need to do a little more independent thinking and stop cherry picking comments by individuals that support whatever idea you're trying to sell. Isn't Paul Krugman the same guy that was a paid consultant on the Enron advisory board and wrote a fortune magazine about how wonderful Enron was just before it collapsed? Probably not the kind of guy you want to turn over all your critical thinking to. Excuse me for interrupting the pre-recorded show with a pre-recorded drop-in comment, but this is a pre-recorded drop-in comment after Tom and I recorded that episode. The reason for this drop-in comment is because the uh, correspondent is saying, well, why don't you give some other people's opinions? Okay. I just didn't have them at the time we recorded the show. So um, let's look at, um, well, Warren Buffett pretty good investor, wouldn't you say? Warren Buffett said he wouldn't buy all of the Bitcoin in the world for $25 if you offered it to him. Hmm. 
His buddy Charlie Munger, who's pretty bright, he referred to crypto tokens as partly fraud and partly delusion. Oh, wait, there's more. If there, if you don't want to believe Charlie and you don't want to believe um, Warren Buffett, well, let's go to... Um, oh, by the way, Warren Buffett also called Bitcoin rat poison squared. Here's a professor of applied economics, very well-known, John, uh, John, Hopkins, John Hopkins professor by the name of Steve Hankey. And um, he says, quote, a lot of people in the crypto ecosystem claim that cryptos are an alternative to fiat money. Name one crypto that isn't fiat money. It's ridiculous. Cryptos are fiat on steroids. So they're no better than the other currencies that they are supposed to replace. He also went on to say that uh, the crypto people, quote, want to eliminate the banks. And the best way to do that is to have a bank regulated one way and digital banks regulated in another way. And to those who say that Bitcoin will one day replace the U.S. dollar, well, he said that Bitcoin will eventually death spiral to zero dollars its true intrinsic value. Wait, there's more. How about Dr. Doom, Nouriel Roubini? Well, he's a contrarian if there ever was one. Just November, yeah, just a month ago, he branded Bitcoin a pseudo-asset. He said that investors are, investors, speculators really, are feeding the bubble. Then, then he uh, also said, people say that Bitcoin is a store of value against tail risk, but in February and March last year, when U.S. stocks went down, say, 35%, wasn't that much, but Bitcoin was not a hedge. It went down by 50%. He also says that no one knows the value of Bitcoin. Well, that's because it's probably zero. How about Peter Schiff? Wants to disinherit his son for buying Bitcoin. At the end of the day, when you peel the onion and get to what's really there, there's nothing there, Schiff said. How about Brazilian computer scientist Jorge Stolfi, who said that Bitcoin fulfills all the requirements of a Ponzi scheme? People invest in it because they expect profit. There is no external source of revenue. Money paid out comes entirely from new money. And the operators take a pretty substantial chunk, Sam Bankman-Fried. So um, there we have several experts, several, several people who kind of know what they're doing, all of whom say that Bitcoin is basically a scam. Not often do I go that far. I... I I, well, no, I do, and I don't regret it. Bitcoin, all all of these, they're they're all. It's this is all fraud. This is just fraud. You're all, you're all gonna lose. You really you're gonna lose. I'm sorry, you're gonna lose. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> Instead oh of citing God. some so-called authorities to support your case for or against Bitcoin. Why not use a little something more like objective? Compare the performance of Bitcoin to a okay. Wait, Compa- <laughs> prepare the compare the performance of Bitcoin to a well diversified stock bond portfolio over the last three, five, and ten years. By the way, Bitcoin would have outperformed all of them. I bet even over the ten. No, I doubt. Yeah, it. I think it would. Let's look. Let's. And see. by the way, Merv, this is a basic misunderstanding you have. Bitcoin is one asset that makes how i mean how much is bitcoin worth in total a few trillion dollars 
I don't know. I'm going to find out. Yeah, not uh, very many. So to compare that to a diversified portfolio is not a comparison. You cannot make that. That is completely misleading. The risk you are taking being in one single asset like that is huge. And as people have learned, just being in cryptocurrency has been a massive. Where Don just said 20% of the cryptocurrencies are no longer trading or no, no longer able to get your money. All right. Let's look at the ProShares Bitcoin Strategies Fund. I don't know how. BTC, no, that's B-I-T-O. B-I-T-O. Bito. Yeah. Bito. Oh, they don't have that long. Oh, they only have, they only have a. What about BTC? One, they only have a one-year track record. Oh, BTC. And they, while you're doing that, I'm going to stick up a little bit for Paul Krugman. Yes, Paul wrote some kind words about Enron. But so did a lot of people. They were picked the most innovative. I was getting to that. The most innovative company in the country, like two out of the three years before they went goodbye. Number two, Mr. Krugman, and you can pick on him all you like. I think he still does have a piece of hardware from one of the Nordic countries. What's it's a nice the, medal. It's oh, That's right. Mo- Nobel Prize. Yeah. So we're not the only one who, and, and I do not follow his work on a daily basis. I, and I know he is somewhat political in nature as well. Have had the opportunity, by the way, to interview him on television. But you've got to. Do we just do everything depending on what Paul says? No, but he has an opinion that's probably worth looking at due to his rather lengthy uh, involvement and or criticisms of the U.S. economy. So I think it's worth considering. Yeah, um, I can't find the three, five and ten. I probably could if I looked. But um, Bitcoin, the its mean average or its mean return uh, is 93 percent per year. So that's pretty hefty. Yeah, as I said, that's you're really good. Have a hard time finding but, any other asset that's done better. But its worst year was a loss of seventy three percent, and its best year was a gain of three hundred and three percent. That tells you a lot. You see, you cannot compare that to a portfolio of stocks because that kind of volatility is off the stock charts. There's no, you just don't see any market anywhere. That, that is volatile to that extent. There is no currency that has a comparable volatility. I'm trying to think of anything that has that kind of volatility. Nothing has that kind of volatility, which tells you it's pure gambling. And you can't compare that again to a diversified stock bond portfolio. It's no, not, it's not a reasonable the, comparison. The difference is when you own a portfolio of stocks and bonds, you own an actual asset. Something that is tangible, that you can touch. You can actually touch your asset. You can walk in to an Apple store and go, oh, I'm touching my asset. Look at that. It's a lovely, look at that Unlike table. the bricks and mortar bank where you can't go see your money. Anyway, that's well, a go. Other. Good luck finding a place where you can see your Bitcoin. <laughs> that's a good point. Merv, I got, I do have some good news for Merv. Yes. While you were looking. Did he into win the, something? Nope. While you oh. were looking into the Bitcoin situation, I made a phone call. Oh, you did. I did. That was a fast call. And no one so far has signed up to play the Grinch at the local mall, and he can have the job. They said, yep, you're in. Only if he plays the Crypto Grinch. (laughs) Crypto Grinch. We're going to take all your money, and you're never going to see it again. But, you know, it was fun while it lasted. And again, here's my opinion. You ready? Here's an opinion. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, here is my opinion based on my consumption of 
probably several hundred lengthy articles from various sources. I've read both the pros and the cons, and based on my wee little brain, I am of the opinion that Bitcoin will not survive. Not survive. And with nope. that, the dog agrees, apparently. The Just dog is right apparently right back. there. It says, yep, you're totally right. <laughs> it's been that day, i tell you that much right now. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> uh, the dog is on board. I'm on board, Don. We're fully supportive. So, Merv, we'd, I'd say something else, but I try to be nice on the Dog's program. still barking. Dog's still very happy about your decision. The doorbell rang. Ah. You see, yeah. and, and the, the only voice, here. the only sound in this house that can penetrate the semi soundproof walls of <laughs> yes. my studio are, is that of the dog. I was wondering. And one of Debbie's friends, and I'm not going to name names, but I wouldn't. One of her friends has a voice that penetrates walls. Uh, so do we have anything else we want to talk about? <laughs> you want another question? Or was that enough for, I, maybe that's just enough for one show. I, I think so. It's a 21 right. minute show and that was ah. quite the question. Oh, okay, good. Then, then we've so we're going to call it quits. Any, any, anything you'd like to share well, I, with anyone? Here's another thing I would like to share because I've talked to a lot of you in the last 10 days. Um, the end of the year is here. Many people look at their financial situation and say it's a time to, Fix that. Oftentimes, by the way, over the last week of the year, people have time because there's not that much going on after Christmas, et cetera, et cetera. So ask for our help. We're here. We'd love to talk to you. Just had to talk to a, a gentleman today who's talked to us before and he wants us to look at his parents' portfolio. I said, we'll be glad to review that for you. So yeah, take advantage of that. You simply go to talkingrealmoney.com and click on meet an advisor. Exactly. So um, meet an advisor, or you can call us. You can call me 800-386-3004. Yes. Fund 004. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Anything else we should add? I don't, you know, the only other thing we should add, you know what? We have almost 200 people already signed up for retire meet. It's close to 200. See, it's easy to guess because we've got nothing else going on that (laughs) anyone needs to sign up for. No, there's the holiday lunch, but uh, nobody's showing up for that because everybody got sick from the holiday party. (laughs) They're all still home working with COVID. Yeah, they all got COVID from the holiday party. So that's off. Everybody I know in the last couple of weeks has gotten COVID. Yours truly included. Yeah, not fun. Anyway, Uh um, yeah, take advantage of that. Retire meet. Yes, you can sign up for it now. It is Saturday, February 25th. Either join us in Bellevue. You got to pay something for that because it comes with food or virtually online, which has been way more popular already. And uh, it's going to be terrific. Myself, Don, a lot of other folks. Can we explain why, unlike, you know, sometimes you get those things in the mail and it says, come to our meeting and get a free dinner at Ruth's Chris or Fleming's or wherever it is, right? Free dinner. Why don't we give people a free lunch? We don't make enough money. That's why. Um, And we don't charge enough money. That's why. And retire meet. You walk out the door, you get actual stuff that you, that helps you and you don't really pay for it. So you don't just get lied to about indexed annuities because I guarantee you that's what most of these things are about. They're about indexed annuities. And why do they push them so hard? Because it makes the person selling it richer and you poorer. Over and over, over and over and again. Over yeah. again. There Let's you go. get Happy out of here. holidays. Feeling better? I, I got all that off my chest. I, I feel better now getting that, that whole letter behind me. Happy, happy holidays, Merv, and all of you. And I'm sure we'll hear from Merv again. 
because he's never one to take this stuff laying down or lying down, lying down. I'm Don. That's Tom. We talk real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?